Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Perth Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to a team that managed to get back to winning ways at the weekend, extending their unbeaten streak to seven matches, albeit three of which have been one-all draws at the famous Heart of Midlothian Football Club. I am a half of the Perth Paisley partnership, Adam Kennedy, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Daniel McIver. Daniel, how are you? Um, very, very, very well. Uh, it's a wee bit different to break kayfabe of Perth uh, Paisley. We're doing this on the Sunday, not the Monday, the day after. So the game's actually fresher in our minds, so we might have even more lukewarm takes. Cannot wait. How about you? I, I, I'm sure that that's the case. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pleased, mate. It's, it's good that we'll get to talk about Hearts claiming another three points in the Scottish Championship. It's been a while. Um However, if any of our listeners fancy having a chat about the old jam tarts, then they can do so in association with Big Hearts and their Talk of the Tune Zoom calls. Um, these have been going, I think, since January. Um, but Talk of the yeah. Tune, if you don't know what they are by now, these calls obviously aim to offer supporters a chance at some respite from the struggles of the COVID pandemic, an opportunity to have an informal chat with other Hearts fans like they used to at the match or at the pub pre-COVID. Um and these uh, 90 minute Zoom calls are free to attend and open to all supporters. So I'm hosting one this coming Tuesday. I believe it's with uh, Tam from This Is My Story once again. So if you're on the yep. call with Andy Webster, you'll have seen Tam and I before. Um, Mr. McIver, you've been quite quiet when it comes to this talk of the tune malarkey recently. Are you planning to get involved again soon? I am. Don't worry. I've had literally four people this week asking me when I'm coming back. Don't worry. I am getting involved. I've just been a wee bit busy on those nights. However, yes, it's just class, and it? it is just really good. Even if we're not speaking about heart stuff, it's just a laugh. Absolutely. So that's excellent news. But anyway, you can check out all the info at bigheartsorguk forward slash programs forward slash talk or the tune all hyphened up, the O on its own, and tune obviously T O U N for more information. However, we are of course going to dissect. Wait. Oh. Go wait, on. wait. So, before we get into stuff, oh. we actually have a shout-out to give. We do? <laughs> yes, so as you can probably tell, listeners, Adam doesn't know about this. Oh, God, I don't know what's coming here. Go on. So, um, it, this this is a genuine thing, by the way. This isn't me pissing about going, <laughs> we're having a shout-out to Andy Halliday or anything like that. Like, it's a legitimate shout-out. Um, so... Uh, after our episode released last Tuesday, I I believe it was a Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, I was at work and I got a message um, from a certain individual who really, really enjoys the show and we really appreciate it. And Adam, I think you're really familiar with them. I am. Yeah, so basically, as you all know, uh, as I hope you all know, we're releasing this on the 9th of March. And this weekend, uh-huh. Adam, what have you got your mum for Mother's Day? <laughs> um, nothing yet. Why? Well, that's a bit of a shame because we just wanted to give a mention to Janie Kennedy as I received a message... <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to read it verbatim here. Um, <laughs> hi, Daniel. It's Adam's mum. I have a favour to ask. Adam's dad seems to get a mention every other week, and I never get a look in. He point blank refuses to give me a mention. So, I'm wondering, it be Mother's Day and all, if you could give me a mention. And of course I could. I could not let that opportunity pass me by. So, Adam, what is this? Why have you been refusing... To give your mum a shout out on your own podcast. <laughs> she mentioned it. She mentioned it to me this afternoon when I said that we're recording. Um, I don't know because Hearts and I are both. I'm a, I'm a jambo because of Dad. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's just one That's of those things. She is a loyal listener. She has listened yeah, to every episode. Only because I'm on here. I don't. I don't see her listening to this. Is my story or scarves around the funnel or nothing like that? Well, then that that is a further reason that you should support your mother 
give it a shout. Listen, Janie, I, I really appreciate your, your listenership. I appreciate the message that you provided. I'm sorry that you've got such an awful son who won't, will not give you support. And I hope you have a fantastic Mother's Day from me. I have never heard so much nonsense in all my life. Yeah, have a, have a great Mother's Day, Mum. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the pain of me becoming a Hearts fan. Thanks for marrying Dad. The pair of you getting together and releasing me upon the world to talk about Hearts on some podcast every sodden week. It's been brilliant. That was the other aspect of it. It was, I mean, for God's sake, I gave the wee sod life, which I really liked. <laughs> brilliant. Right, well, for... so yeah, we can we can go back to our regularly scheduled programming, but we needed to get that in right at the start. I wasn't going to wait until the end. It's shocking behaviour for you, and I'm glad it's been amended. Wow, I I, I really don't know what to say. Um, Happy Mother's Day to my mum, obviously, but she's not a football fan, so she doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. See, mum, exactly. This is what I mean. No, your mum <laughs> listens. It's ridiculous that she doesn't get mentioned on here. Well, I'm I'm sure that my mum won't be aware of the score. However, we are going to dissect Hearts defeating Dundee as James McPake's side <laughs> came down to Gorgie. Look at you try and move into oh, professional. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> James McPake's side came down to Gorgie to take on Hearts on Saturday afternoon. Thankfully, this this was uh, something which slipped both of our attention last week uh, without Charlie Adam, arguably the division's most oh, yeah, influential player. I hadn't realised that Charlie Adam had tested positive for COVID, and I don't think you had either. I did, I just forgot to mention <laughs> it. I, to- I totally missed it. Um, but obviously, having had it, wish Charlie Adam uh, all the very best. Um, however, there were, of course, plenty threats of hearts to remain wary of, even without their main man, Jason Cummings and Osman So in particular. Uh, Danny Mullins got a good scoring record against us, but... I just felt as though it was a, a real chance for us to lay a, a marker down. Um, of course, Robbie responded to, to Brian McLaughlin, mentioning playstyle concerns from fans in his pre-match presser and Anne Budge's apparent frustration at watching us. Is this just one of those games for you, mate, that you felt as though we had to win by any means necessary? Because that was certainly the case from my perspective before I gave, obviously, the prediction last week. Uh, definitely, we had to win it because it's against what should be our closest rivals in the race for the title. However, Robbie said something in that presser that I, I fully agreed with and it actually ended up playing out, which is more of a bigger conversation. But he said that he actually thinks that this is going to be like a premiership match because it's going to be two teams going for it. And he said that will benefit us because whenever we've played the games this season where teams actually want to win, and don't just sit in, we tend to do better. And I think that was proven because a lot of people have obviously been going after the month of February that we had and how it was very underwhelming. Despite going unbeaten, it was very underwhelming. A lot of people went, we're knackered for the Premiership. And myself and a number of people were going, well, listen, we don't know what it's going to be like. And whenever we've come up against Premiership opposition this season either obviously it's not been in the league but it's been in the Scottish Cup um, we've done really well against them a win and two kicks away from winning and then any t- I know that like you would say Dunfermline Dundee beat us away from home and they were at it but that's just our away form but I think what that yesterday proved as we're recording this yesterday was that when teams will actually go for us and not just sit in and soak up pressure we can actually get into good positions, we can actually look good, and we can actually play good football, and that's probably helped as well by the formation change. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go along with that. I think it did prove um, very open yesterday, to be honest, and like you say, it looks as though the gaffer had been listening to you, Daniel, mm-hmm. on this very podcast, as it appeared as though the Jambos were lining up with two up front and a, and a diamond in midfield, like you mentioned. Um there were two changes from the side that played out the, the dire one-all draw with Inverness, Callie Thistle in front of the BBC cameras. Andy Irving and Armand Nondouillet replaced Javain Castanier and club captain Stephen Naismith. Thankfully, Michael Smith's injury wasn't as bad as first feared. Um, but what, what, did, I mean, what did you make of Robbie nearly copying your team player for player? 
I know that was that was the other aspect of it. It was like, oh, okay. Not only has he went with a diamond, he's went with like the players I wanted and specifically the positions I wanted them in as well. Um, I think it was Big I Pete, was wasn't it? That was the only one. It was. Yeah, yeah literally the only player for the, for um, one of the goal scorers. Which actually, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to both we'll get to both Peter Herring and the man I wanted them to replace soon. But it was just it was so relieving. Like I I was read the team. And I was like, what formation's that? And then as the team started to come out more and more, I was like, it's a diamond. Oh my God, it's a diamond. And I just, as you say, it just, we just looked better. It allowed, as I said last week, Smith and Kingsley, they push further up the pitch and get any more attacking areas. It gave protection in front of the back four, as I said last week. It allowed us to have a 10 playing off the two strikers. And it allowed the two strikers to be on the pitch at the same time, offering far more attacking impetus and we just looked like miles a better team. We really did. Um, I'm totally with you with kind of what is it with clubs these days when they put like a team graphic out and they do it by like numbers. I, I it, honestly, it infuriates me because I'm trying to work it out. Usually, I read it to dad and mum if she's in. Um, and I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm trying to I've work out that, all throughout the whole show. <laughs> I'm trying to work out that Gordon's in goal. It's a back four of blah blah blah, etc. etc. Um, but uh, I think. I've got to say, if you're struggling with Gordon, if Gordon's in goals. <laughs> I don't think the squad listing's going to be in any good. You know, what, you know what I mean. But um, <laughs> would it be fair to say that it was? Do you know what? I, I, I looked at it and I thought it seemed quite a stuttering start. I know that Aaron McInerney flashes one wide early on, um, but that just seemed another ball that was sort of chucked into the mixer. It didn't seem as though it was a cross or a shot, but I just felt watching it, it was a pretty sluggish start till that point. Would you go along with that? No. I think, as especially in the first half, from the first whistle to the... 45th whistle I, I was just really happy I remember saying 10 minutes in I was like this is great and I'm fu-, and I think I specifically said actually I was like I'm fine with us missing chances or not getting the final ball perfect because it showed that we were actually trying something as you said Aaron McInef had a couple of chances actually in the first 10 minutes. Uh, Gary McCarthy-Steven had one. Smith played a couple of balls in from the right-hand side. And whilst they didn't come to anything, it was just like, we actually look like we give a shit. Now, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Go on. How much do you think it mentally affected the players to be shooting into the Gorgie end for the first half? <laughs> I'll tell you what, it affected me. Because I, I just... Because exactly, it that's what I was so going to say. It massively wrong. affected me. Oh, it's horrible. It was one of them where as soon as the, the coin flip was done, it was like, a, oh, what this is this is wrong. Um, but, listen, I mean, it can't have had that much of an effect because, like you say, we certainly dominated that first half. Um, no, I think it did have an effect. I think you? we would have been shit if it was normal and we were shooting into the Rosebud. But because we shot into the Gorgie, we've always been better at home in the second half. So the players must have just thought it was the second half and just were like, oh, aye, we're good in the second half. <laughs> that's, that's each to their own. But can I, can I talk to you about something? Because we obviously had early chances, like you mentioned. Liam Boyce nods over, Aaron McInef lines up another one sort of outside the area, but it was a, a tame effort past Jack Hamilton's right-hand post. Jack Hamilton, I have absolutely no idea what was worse. His goal kicks or the Hearts TV graphics pre-match with the lineups and the spelling and all that because, uh, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that no. he was once our goalkeeper. First choice his goalkeeper, goal kicks I might were worse. Oh Yeah, my. his goal kicks were worse than the spelling Terrible. because you can at least go, well human error happens with those spellings. I've never seen Jack Hamilton have a good performance in goals in my life. Ever. Do you know what? Ever. Even when he was our first choice. I thought thought he's very first in the derby. I think we won 2-1. He came in because I think there was an issue with Neil Alexander way back when. I I, I can't... I'm, 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 I'm adamant that he started in goal that day. But anyway, 
after these chances, Andy Halliday went close again with another cross that nearly evaded uh, your man Jack Hamilton. Yeah, what was it? Was it a cross or a shot? It, 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 it is absolutely 100% a cross when you see the second replay. Yeah, he looks and, up. And he looks yeah, into he the looks box up. 100%. But and I, I'm really pleased with his performance because he spoke to Barry Anderson during the week saying that the squad have sort of let Robbie down. I think had he not contributed the way he did, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that interview would have been uh, dug up again. As somebody that isn't an Andy Halliday fan by any means yourself, what did you make of his performance? I thought, in particular, the first 45 minutes was the best 45 minutes he's had in a hard shirt. Which you say I don't isn't know, hard. I don't know if that's... Yeah, I know. I was just about to say, I don't know if that's like, well, as long as he stayed upright, <laughs> it would have been his best 45. But in genuinely, I, I thought he was very good. Very good. He just... It was one of those performances where it's almost frustrating because it's like, where has that been? That this type of domination, time? wasn't he? It just he really mm. he really took the middle of the park by the scruff of the neck. I thought and was yeah, out, out, really really good. I mean, I think we had a couple better performers within the ninety, but first half, like you say, I <laughs> thought he was excellent. Yeah. And of course, he gave us the lead uh, after a, a tame Gary Mackay Stephen effort. And Armand Nondouye failed to latch onto a Michael Smith cross. However, the goal itself, the latter two players I just mentioned linked up. Obviously, Smith feeds Big Nando down the line. He crosses for Halliday to head home. To me, this is just absolutely peak heart Midlothian. We've got a six foot four centre forward out on the right hand side crossing for a five foot eight midfielder to score. How is your. It was twi- as if he went. <laughs> It was as if he went, this is what I want you to do for me, so I'll demonstrate it, and then we just never did it for the rest of the game, because everybody else went, oh, class, he'll do it. How, how was your Twitter timeline once Andy Halliday had scored? I got a few mentions, not as many as I would if Jamie Walker ever does anything of note, Brilliant. but I did get a few mentions. Um... But I was delighted, as I said on Twitter, it's it's a fantastic goal all round. The ball from Smith down the line to Nandwili is great. In all seriousness, I think Nandwili might be the best crosser of the ball at the club. Because it's not, he's done that a few times now. That is not it's it's not like, oh, that was a bit surprising. It was like, oh, when he gets the ball, we're going to do something. So that's his second assist, and they've both been from great crosses onto the head. And then Howdy does really well. I don't I can understand why some people will say Jack Hamilton should do better because one, it's Jack Hamilton and two, you just think, ah, it's really close to him, he gets touches on it, should he do better but I will give him slightly the benefit of the doubt because Howdy's really close and he's hit it with a lot of pace on it. Oh, I mean he he has to score from the position that he's in And and it is a brilliant ball in to find him. Um I just yeah, I mean I think I think any criticism of, of Jack Hamilton's harsh, but I mean up up the other end I think it's just because he get he gets quite a big touch on it. So I think people will go with that level of touch, you should probably save it. But I think that's a bit harsh. No, I I, I think so, but up, up the other end, I mean we talked about how much we dominated the game. <laughs> how Dundee didn't pull level Directly before half time, I will never know. A Jordan Marshall free kick is headed away by Mihai Pescu, again, who we'll touch on later, but only as far as Paul McGowan, who smashes one off the post before Paul McMullen heads over from, I mean, he must be a good four or five yards out. How He's on no earth, more than five yards. How on earth did Dundee not score? Eh, they're not a very good football team. They listen, they can't how's be all that, that How's decent. that for an answer? <laughs> but, well, well th- this, is some, this is something because that was, of course, all that she wrote for the first half. However, McMullins wasn't the worst miss 
from a former Dundee United nah, winger. No, it was. No, nah, it was. We're, we're to, just not going to speak to come into the match. Fine. No, sorry. But Jason Cummings... Adam, has... did you see the pass, though? Did you see the pass? Well, this is what I'm going to get... the pass? This is what I'm going to get into, because Jason Cummings has a shot blocked at the start of the second period. From that Hearts then break, I, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, for once, it seemed as though all my dreams had come true and we would make the most of our numerical advantage in an attacking situation. Boy slips in Nandwile, again finding himself in a wide position, who centres for Gary Mackay, Stephen. Inside the six-yard box, he, he's literally two, three yards out with a goal at his wake, and he fails to put us two goals to the good. I, 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 wanted, I, him, I, I wanted him substituted at this point. So did I. I literally, I was, I burst out laughing. But as I was laughing, I was like, Jamie Walker, get kitted, mate. Oh, get on this part I could now. not believe it. I was literally, I didn't know whether to, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I was so angry, yet me venting, like, it, I was helpless in that situation. Um, I full on barely laughed. Like, I was almost <laughs> crying. It was so funny. I was then papping myself though because you know what it's like. It's always it's always the same situation as a football fan. You're watching a game, you're dominating the game, yet you're only one up, and you just think all it takes is for some pinpoint cross. Again, all it takes is for somebody that's two to three yards out with an open goal, and lo and behold, <laughs> we walk away with a point. But of course, Liam Boyce then hits the bar. Dundee had a half chance of their own, but it appeared to be game over when Armand Nondouillet put Hearts two to the good. Gary McGuire-Steven. Adam. I would just like to say this. You mocked me for this. Three weeks ago, the podcast is called The Gorgie Saviour. I was like, he's going to be the best player in the world. So far, he's he's played five games, has three goals, two assists. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. But Gary McGuire-Steven feeds him with a pinpoint pass I mean it is an absolutely superb ball which makes amends for his yeah. sitter but as much as the big man was superb it, it's a fortunate finish nah, well but this is the thing right it's fortunate in the sense that it comes back to him but I saw so many folk including Mr Laurie Dunsire by the way being like oh I knew nothing about it if you watch it again he directs his foot towards it, he positions his right boot completely flat and he opens his body up because as soon as he sees the deflection he knows it's coming back to him so, and again, I actually felt a wee bit sorry for Jack Hamilton because it is actually quite a good save from the initial shot but as soon as it comes back to him, he knows what he's doing Yeah, no, I mean (laughs) he should score the first chance if we're being harsh but if I'm being very harsh, yes. Oh no! Come on, he should score. It's a, it's a. But that's what I mean. It's a very good save. Yeah, but it's a very good save for once from him. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I do feel as though there's some fortune in the finish. I can't lie. Of course, there is because it comes back to him. Like yeah, very. But, there's almost no chance that that normally happens. But I just didn't like it when people were like, "He knew nothing about it." What a jammy bastard! It's like because he does sort of lucky that lift the ball, a leg or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think you're right, but he he's another who spoke to the evening news kind of during the week. I don't know whether you saw it, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was primarily sort of citing his frustrations regarding us not getting the ball in the box enough, yet whenever I watch him, it's as though he has to cross and try and make stuff happen for himself, like we said earlier. You know, when Bigucci was thing. here, we'd never cross. When it was just boys, we'd cross constantly. Like, why... Why can we not find that perfect balance, do you think? I think it's it's weird. Like, I think there's an element of Nandoli just going at the park going, I'm not going to get any crosses here, so I need to go wide. And then it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy because no one can cross it to him because he's not there. But at the same time, he's right to do that because we just don't cross. It, honestly, it does my boxing whenever I watch us. But I'll tell you something else that does my boxing. We've just gone 2-0 up, restricted Dundee to few opportunities with half an hour to go. A couple minutes later, Mihai Popescu slides in on Max Anderson, takes him out for no apparent reason, 
and gives <laughs> Dundee a route to get back into the game having created very little. As the defensive half of this duo, why does he slide in there? Because... I don't know! Because if Andy Irving is the Portobello Pirlo, I'm going to dub Popescu the Bucharest bomb scare. Listen, he was so good in that first half. He was, but again, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. There's no need for you to make that challenge. <laughs> I just don't understand. So, Joe Sked compared him to Schrodinger's cat. Are you aware of that? No. Mental problem. No. So, Schrodinger's cat is the philosophical quandary that um, philosophy students get a lot where it's like, um, this guy Schrodinger put a cat in a box with a... It it varies sometimes from cat food that has poison in it or just a poison thing, right? You don't open the box. By that logic... (laughs) you don't know the cat is both alive and dead because you haven't opened the box so the cat could very much be alive and just not have eaten the food or the cat is dead but you will never know because you're not opening the box so it's both alive and dead so you're saying he just opens the box and doesn't give a toss (laughs) no Joel Sked compared it to being Popescu is both comfortable and woefully uncomfortable at the same time because how can one individual make that challenge you made in the first half when it was nil-nil and then that challenge for the penalty? Honestly, he <laughs> he just terrifies me. I, I beg. I love him, though. I hate oh, it. I hate no, that I do. He, he but I love him because he adds just a, he adds an element of all other players in the team go, we need to score others because he's going to let things go. Oh, you're saying he adds that attacking incentive? Yeah, exactly. Imagine having him on your team. You'd be like, I need to get a hatchet today or we're going to get beat. <laughs> he, honestly, he terrifies me. I beg. I, if there's anybody at Hearts listening into this, I beg that we've got a centre half, ideally two, lined up in the summer because... Listen, I'm not going to criticise the defensive performance because for an hour, we looked much better than usual. But like I say, it's just shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, Robbie spoke... He did a thing, right? He did a thing right at the end when it was like the 89th minute. And you're like, right, we're hanging on here. You've got the ball, just send it. He tackled the guy so well, took it round him, had a chance to just send it down the channel... And it would have got it away either. Uh, I can't remember if A.D. White or Boyce was making a run. Maybe both of them were. I don't remember. But instead he tried to take it past another guy. Got tackled and Dundee nearly scored. Honestly, this is what I'm trying to get at. Because Robbie spoke to both Hearts TV and the BBC about wanting to reach the final or the final stages of the Scottish Cup again. I can assure you we will be absolutely nowhere near it if we're as poor defensively as we have been this season. Because now... I've seen some people suggest Popescu's like Zal, though. Where there's clearly I, a player there. Listen, there clearly is. No, I, I get that. But, I mean... I I can't remember Big Zaliukas being as much of a bomb scare as Popescu is. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> Zal Maybe was this like, is just my young naivety, but honestly... Honestly, honestly, the amount of things I remember Zal doing really early on when I was wee... Just legitimately thinking, I could do better. I'm like nine year old here, and I could do better. There was times where Zal would have been, if it was up to the fans, Zal would have lasted six months, and that was it. But it's kind of the same with Popescu. I'm, I will say, I'm with you in that. I think I'd be, I would not be arsed if he left in the summer, right? I would be fine with it. Thank but, God, because you seem like a sentimental type, definitely. I am. I'll yeah. miss him because I oh. love him. I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. But I love having it. Also, a mass, I, I'm fine with him doing that because it means that Berra isn't in the team. Do you know what? This is Which, This is your equivalent. Sorry to cut you off. This is your equivalent to me loving like these screwballs. You just love a defensive like a defensive disaster. No, I just love an anyone disaster. See if there's somebody who can either be class or absolutely terrible with no in between. I love them. GMS is your man of the match for Saturday then, isn't he? 
absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> oh, but I just love having that type of player who you don't know if they're going to score a 35-yard raker or just score an own goal off their own face. Like, I love having that. See, there's something. Do you think he's... Do you not think he's more like a, an Ozturk than a Zalyukas? No! No? Because he can't score a 40... However, how, well, he how, could. How, how, yeah, he how, could. how do we know? We do, we've never seen it. He might. That's so he, true. He, might, he might unleash one. We don't know. <laughs> He's rubbish in the opposition box with all his chances he misses. So let's just have him hit them free outside the 18-yard box. Oh, dear. But anyway... Listen, he's rubbish, right? He's rubbish. Well, but there's clearly some in there. There clearly is, and I'm going to hang on to that forever. And he I'm was not, much better than Halkett. I'm not convinced, because now that's six clean sheets in 19 league matches. Bear in mind, we've got one of, if not the best keeper in the country, particularly given the latter stages of Saturday. And we're supposedly too good for this level but in my eyes that's nowhere near good enough six clean sheets in ah, 19 fuck games fuck it we're scoring hunters oh, I, listen I, I, I want to be entertained I, I, Saturday entertained oh. me as someone who's not been entertained by football for about seven months Saturday was entertaining because no, it was that period it was like it just was. before I'll we scored our second where boys hit the bar they ran up Gary McKay missed that sitter. They ran up again, then we broke again and scored. And it was like a basketball game for three minutes. Oh, it was carnage. But I've, I've, I couldn't help but have a browse of transfer market earlier. I would literally take anyone at this point. I was looking at premiership clubs, you know, centre-halves out of contract. I'd take Big Cleave back. I'd take F.A. Ambrose. I'd take Mikey Devlin, even though he's always injured. You I'd would take... not take it. You would not take F.A. Ambrose. I'd take Tommy Hoban. I'd take Ash Taylor. I'd take Declan Gallagher. You, you would and... not take Ash Taylor. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Over, over Papescu. Over Papescu. I'd rather have Bera. I'd rather have Bera over you, Ash Taylor. Oh, you're at it. Well, I tell you, you and Murray's out of contract at Dunfermline. We could do a lot worse than him. I thought you meant the fucking sky guy. Oh, I... Yeah, part-time golf journalist, full-time footballer at hearts. Hey, if any club was to do it, it would be us. Oh, oh, Jesus. Anyway, that... That, um... Shall I say, lapse of awareness? Um, No, because I think he meant it. Well, anyway... He, he, got, he got Jason Cummings in the mood because later on Cummings unleashes one outside the box Craig Gordon spills it I'm convinced that Osmond so should equalise but again it's like I know we were great for the first hour of this game so couldn't do it to us so couldn't do it to us but it, there's too much nostalgia there but is it, is it a mentality thing like it's, what, it's literally one incident from the winning the pen and all of a sudden, they just fancied their chances of, like, carving us open, like, eyes on a Halloween pumpkin. It's like, why do we... Why do we... What the fuck why, is that now? Why do we do our best to try and chuck this away? All the time. Literally, we're cruising. We're cruising to one of the easiest three points I'll ever see us win in this league so far. And we go and do that. I think everybody kind of... Shit themselves a wee bit, and I mean, of course the fans. they did. Of course they did. I was popping. I didn't. It. I was popping myself. See, as soon it's as Dundee at the... home, the rank. But my point is, I don't understand why everyone was so nervous. We were never going to not win that. See, when So missed that, I oh, was listen. like, "That's it." I didn't get. I, I stopped oh, getting worried because oh, I was like, no. "Oh, that's it. If they're not going to score that, that's it. They're not going to do anything." We even when this is the thing I I saw folks saying that in that last twenty minutes we we were bad I disagree we were oh, up we against were, it a bit, oh come we, on we were awful I think that's fucking mental I think that's <laughs> mental in that time we, still had, we had a further six we had a further six shots we four on target and we actually conceded four shots with one on target what throughout the night we had more or chances in that, or in that period no 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 in that twenty minutes. We that were the stats for that last twenty. Seriously? Minutes. Yes. Really? And this is what I mean. Because this is the thing. 
Hearts fans getting in this mindset are going, we're fucked! And in fairness, I can understand it, right? I can understand that. But getting I don't know pain. if it was just me. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it was just me, right? But when so missed that, I went, right, they're not going to come back into this. Huh. You can't miss a chance like that. I, I was and literally still to win the game. I was literally at the polar opposite of the scale. I thought, how how have they missed that? And again, it was to me. Yeah, of course I was. I was like that. I was like, how the fuck have they missed that? But when they did, I was like, ah. But the that's McMull- it then. But the McMullen one in the first half was a warning. No. Yeah, but we. But the point is, we took that warning and then won the game. Well. This is the thing because you say that Liam Boyce is our most influential player. For me, it has to be Craig Gordon because it, it, he kept us in front with a it's few between those with two. a few saves it's towards the end. Two. But that's what I mean. That's why I. That's why I just didn't feel nervous because I was like, well, we've got Craig Gordon, and it it feels like one of the games where it's just like you can't you cannot have the opening hour to sixty five minutes that we had. And not win. Like it's very rare that ends up happening. Listen, we try and find a way. I've got absolutely of no course about that. Of course, of course. If, as I say, if any club would to be the one to do it, it would be us. But I, I just didn't understand where some fans came from. Where it was like we were good for sixty minutes and we were terrible for seventy minutes. I thought we were very good for sixty minutes and just kind of fine. For the remaining two, I think defensively we were very solid, especially in the last ten minutes. <laughs> you've got, uh, you've got a nerve. I thought we were solid for an hour, and then, uh, do you know? I tell you what summed it up for me was Peter Haring's cameo because that made me laugh more than GMS's. Because at, at the start of the second half, it's not long before we take the lead. It's great. By the end of it, I'm worried. I'm wondering how on earth we managed to hold on. And it's sort of, I don't know, I sort of find myself comparing it to Haring in that it's great to see him, but it's of absolutely no consolation whatsoever given he's then sent off. I mean, I feel bad for him. Like, it's his one chance to get back into the team. Halliday's actually had his best performance. And then he does that! Like, it's one of the worst challenges I've ever seen. Well, thank it's, It goes in thank the, God. the knee. Because I see Robbie laughing at the, the red card being issued. It's funny. It is funny, like. But it's a, def- but it's a definite funny. red, isn't it? Of course it is. I of mean, course it is. I mean, th- this is the thing, because I see... I saw on Twitter that we're supposedly considering appealing it. No, I, I, no, this was a clickbait headline. Oh, this was a clickbait well, headline. That isn't what Robbie says. Well, Robbie says <laughs> is that his first view of it... That, so it, it was immediately after the game, and he went, Oh... My initial reaction was, he was like, hearing was in front of me, obscuring my vision. So my initial reaction was a yellow, but by everybody else's reaction, I don't know. He was like, I'd need to have a look at it if we're going to rescind it. So he didn't go, oh, we're going to to try and appeal that. Like, no, but then the headline was, Robbie Nielsen considering appeal. Well, I was like, no. (laughs) I didn't click the, the article if it said any consolation. I just, I just fucking read, read them. I just, I just read the headline and just continued uh, scrolling. But thank God, because I was begging that we don't appeal it. Because I mean, with all due respect, it's air at home, and whether Hearts see it differently, we don't need Peter Haring, who Robbie doesn't seem to even fancy anyway to beat air at, at Tiny. I think we just we take it, we suck it up, we move on. But. Uh, I do feel for Haring as well because Robbie said post match that he was sort of looking to rely on bounce games and reserve games to get Big Pete up to speed and back into the team. And then he just goes and does that. It's like I just felt as though he wasn't that far off making his return anyway, though. I mean, it's I don't mean it'd be too disrespectful, but now's surely the time to get him up to speed for the Prem, no? That is exactly, exactly my view. Like, I've seen a lot of Hearts fans speak about the fact that um, if we manage to get through March... A lot of Hearts fans assume we should now go the, the final eight unbeaten, which I, I, I do kind of agree with, to be honest. Well, um, I was going to ask you about that, but we'll get to that. But especially if we go through this month unbeaten, then that's the week done. 
So it is. I do feel like it's like right. Maybe not just now, in the immediate two weeks, because Wraith have three games in hand and Fenwick have two. We need to get our results in order, kind of thing. But after that, it is kind of like right. There's a few games left. Let's just try stuff that Robbie would like to try next year. And one of that, one of those things is, please just go and put Herring in the team. Please. Even if we have mathematically won the league with like three games to spare and then we lose those final three games because you're playing Herring. Yeah, nobody's arsed anyway. Like put... Exactly. Who gives a shit? Like, just do it then. Yeah. Or just even, do... I'd be happier with it beforehand, but at least do it then. I really hope he'd... it's not that we never see Peter Herring again apart from five minute cameos. I to want him to get a leader, 90 minutes under his yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want him to get starts and 90 minutes under his belt sooner rather than later because I still think he's going to be so important for us next season. Absolutely. And this is a a great little segue because Robbie has said also that he would like to remain unbeaten until the end of the season. I'm assuming that means in league matters, given we've also now got the Scottish Cup to compete in again. But if we go through the fixtures, I've got them in front of me. Are there any that you can okay. see us losing? I can't remember them all, actually. So go and just run through them right, and I'll okay. say yes or no. So, Air at home on Saturday. Should win that. Arbroath away. That'll be hard, but we... I I agree. I think that'll be I trickier than... I don't think we should than, lose. I think that'll be trickier yeah, than most I, folk anticipate, given they are flying. Well, bar the weekend, obviously, with the, the Queen. I was about to say, but, yeah, but they are doing it. They're, they're now up to, the, now up to sixth. I think it is. Um, so yeah, I think I I wouldn't be happy with a draw, but but it's one of them. If you if you had drawing, to, yeah, aye, yeah. Queens at home, we should win that. Dunfermline away, that'll be hard. That will. Be I'd hard. love to. I'd I love to see will... us do them at East End just for earlier on in the season because that was terrible. Couldn't we potentially win it at East End if we go if we win all our games? I was trying to work this out with my Before dad. It... <sighs> I don't, I don't know how it works because obviously the games in hand. I mean, they're all over the place, so it's like how that can is you, true. How can that you even true, gauge yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. that's just one of those things. But potentially that that would be quite nice. Um, Aloha at home. Oh, we fucking should absolutely bar them. <laughs> Morton away. I think isn't it like Morton hasn't had, haven't had a win in like three months. They just lost at home to managerless air who were occupying the relegation playoff place. They've, the they've got a fitness coach in charge of them. Aye, that's uh, Anton McElhone, I think his name is, or something. Aye. Whatever his name is, but um, yeah. yeah, I swear they've not <laughs> they've not won in like three months, so of course they came to Tynecastle and picked up a point. Um, but nah, <laughs> we should be... One of our best performances this season was... Was it Capilo? Yeah, we should, totally. Agree. Yeah, we should aim to replicate that. Inverness at home? That's a weird one. Because I feel like the two home games we've had against them this season, both in the Cup and the League, both one of them, one, I, felt, I think, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, one of them was a lot harder than the other. I actually felt the Cup game was a bit harder. But again, I just feel... That was because of how rusty win. we were, I, I guess, to an extent. Because was that That's not the true. very first game of the season? Or did we win 1-0? I think it was. Was that 1-0 Walker Penn? I feel like it oh, it was. It was a 1-0 Walker penalty. It was, yeah. And then Wraith away, which... Is, is that last game of the season? Yes, and that's on a Friday night. And I'd imagine in front of the BBC cameras. So I'm oh, already I... dreading that. Uh, it would be so us to go seven unbeaten <laughs> and then we end on a Friday night away from home and get beat. <laughs> and then we've got a three-month gap till we're back in the prep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, but no, if we play like we did against Wraith away last time, it should be a comfortable win. I I would imagine that we'd... I mean, it's realistic to think that we'll go unbeaten through that, to be honest. The, the Fifers are the only ones to have beaten us in the league out of that. Obviously, Alwa yeah. knocked us out the bet, Fred. But I think, yeah, the two Fife teams away and our both away will probably prove the trickiest test. I, I mean, I don't think there's any excuse for us to win... Air at home, Queens at home, Alwa at home, and Inverness at home. Personally, yeah, we should be winning all the home games. So, but anyway, that's just that's just one of those things that I wanted to also ask you because 
Robbie said post-match that the only decision that he was sort of struggling with was who plays in the 10. Now, you said last week's pod that you reckon Gary McKay Stephen should play. Were you not still that little bit surprised to see Jamie Walker omitted? Or were you just of the mindset of, no. well, I think he's been class off the bench, so Robbie might see it that way, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I do. Like, I, 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 will, I will understand why people are annoyed that he's not starting. But I think there's been very few games this season, apart from the only one I can remember is Morton away, where Walker started and been really good. But I can remember most times where he's come off the bench and actually either got us a goal or just generally looked quite good. So I, I definitely do understand it, especially with Naismith being out injured. Now, obviously people will maybe be calling for Walker to be starting next Saturday against Ayr. My, my belief is always you don't mess with a winning team. However, Robbie does. Robbie messes with a winning draw. And he loves team. it. He does. Even if it's just one change, he likes to just mix it up a wee bit. Um, I personally, though, would if everybody's fit, I would keep the exact same starting lineup next weekend. Even despite GMS's sitter, I mean that pass was brilliant. But I just I watched him and I thought that he just seems that little bit bereft of confidence, which was a surprise because I thought up at Inverness he was he was good. He, but. I don't, know. I, I don't know if Perefta confidence is. I think he just needs the luck to go his way, but that quality of pass... Oh, I know he missed two big chances, right? But, as I said at the start of this, I'm kind of just more happy that we're in the position to be making those chances now. And I think, and on any other day, he scores at least one of them. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's fair enough. I just thought... I just thought with Jamie Walker omitted that there might be something going on in the background. I don't know. It just I don't. I I just I just think it's a tactical thing where Jamie has been better off the bench. Interesting. I d- I don't know. I'd I'd be intrigued to hear other folks' thoughts about that. To be honest, but because he's yeah, he's, he certainly seems to be one that divides opinion. And whenever you see, or you have seen a Hearts team be released in recent weeks, it's always. Where's Walker? I can't believe Nasey's starting at 10 or blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. But another thing that I'm uh, intrigued to, to gain your opinion about, um, I know you're very vocal about it on Twitter, but I just wanted to hear a little, not a rant as such, but... <laughs> I don't even I, know what this is going to be. <laughs> no, well, a, another league title was, of course, secured this weekend. Rangers mm-hmm. winning the Scottish Premiership uh, following their victory over St Mirren. Today? Today, before Celtic stalemate at Dundee United today, like you say, um, there's been talk of Hearts playing and coaching staff that obviously have connections to Rangers oh, God, <laughs> being involved in the title celebrations via FaceTime over Saturday and Sunday. For me, personally, don't give a toss. What about yourself? Right. Uh, all I will have to say to the people who are complaining about this is Imagine if we won the Premiership, right? And, oh, as an example, Robbo is at Aberdeen. Do you know, Hank, would you not expect him to celebrate a wee bit? Or if Rudy was somewhere in Scottish football at Dundee United, let's say, do you know, Hank, he'd celebrate? I, I really don't understand this thing where football fans are annoyed that either playing staff or management staff have the gall to not support the team that they work for. (laughs) Like, Andy Halliday, first of all, as we spoke about last week with the open goal stuff, it doesn't affect his performances that he's a Rangers fan. Especially when we're not even in the same fucking league. (laughs) Who cares if he's phoning Scott Arfield? Especially because they were teammates for so long as well. Like, Halliday was... Not only is Halliday a massive Rangers fan, he was in that bubble. And then McCulloch. It's like... Lee McCulloch is a Rangers legend. Of course he's going to celebrate. It's it's not even a fact. It's just them celebrating Rangers. It's the... You have to appreciate... Listen, I hate Rangers. I hate Rangers just as much as I hate Celtic. They're my joint... 
second most hated teams just behind Hibs. I hate Hibs above all and then joint are the old firm. I have no pleasure in seeing Rangers doing what they're doing. Much like I've had no pleasure seeing Celtic doing what they're doing over the last nine years. Or seeing Hearts doing what they're doing. Ah, exactly. (laughs) I just don't like football, to be honest. I don't know why I'm here. Um, Much like I don't have any pleasure with seeing the way Rangers fans are acting today. Oh, I was going to ask you about that as well. You're you're not happy with that. You'll be branding them COVID-idiots. Well, they're just... They're just fucking selfish, is what they are. Like, and it'll be those people who are complaining about a third lockdown that will absolutely be justified in the Glasgow area now. But that's a separate point that we're not going to get into. But I, think, I just, I don't, I don't see the issue with it. No, I don't see the issue with them getting involved in the celebrations or whatever if it's over FaceTime or that. But I, I'm not gonna lie. If I was in the Rangers fans' shoes and we... Say we'd won the cup in December. Absolutely, I'd be heading out. 100%. No, it's not acceptable. Come on, it's not an it acceptable. is. No, it's not at all. It, genuinely, Why? in all seriousness, it's really not. Because it's just a spit in the face to everybody who have either died or have been regularly risking their lives throughout this past year. I know that... Football is the biggest thing. It's the biggest thing in my life. It's the biggest thing in your life. It's the biggest thing in so many people's life. It doesn't actually matter, though. In the grand scheme of, especially this past year, it doesn't matter. Wow. We were so quick to chastise Celtic fans for what they were doing uh, with the new and stuff and the protests. This is as bad, and it is rich, seeing Celtic fans going, look how despicable this is. And it's like the same folk tweeting who were videoing outside Celtic Park and outside Hampton to welcome the team bus in December exactly exactly listen they're as bad as each other and it's not acceptable I totally understand because what is that saying to the other Rangers fans who are staying at home are they saying that they don't care as much about the club that they don't I don't think they give a toss celebrating the league I don't think they've given a toss they've literally just ended Celtic's dominance no what I'm saying is no what I'm saying is are you so to say, because I saw somebody on Twitter, uh-huh. are you saying to Rangers fans who are not out there just now that they don't care as much as the people? No, who are out there? no, absolutely not. I mean, it's just. But that's the point. So why can't the people out there not celebrate in the exact same way as thousands of other people are doing in their own homes safely? Because I don't know. I, I guess that's the power of of drinking whatever else they're up to. Uh... Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's part of the fucking issue. But that's the thing. Obviously. It would have been hard for us not to speak about this. Like, a very monumental event in Scottish football has happened today. Which was, quite frankly, hilarious. Because I cannot stand Celtic. It's so funny. That's the thing. I hate them both. But as I said on Twitter, it's objectively funny how much Celtic have fucked this. (laughs) And I know we're a Hearts podcast and stuff like that. But everybody listening will hate Celtic. And Rangers... I'm not. I'm not 100 whether everyone listening will. Yeah, I know. But, sad. I know. I know. But, sadly, I know. I know there will be many people that quite like Rangers, especially for reasons that I am definitely not a fan of. But just well done, Rangers. Just stop being selfish twats. Cheers. Well, there's there's MacIver's summary. Um, yep. I, I I think before we go. What are you sort of anticipating from from air at the weekend, mate? Anything anything major? Because if we're being frank, they gave us a right scare on Boxing Day at Tiny, and we scraped past them did at Somerset because of no, they come on, come on. I think you'll go back to that point, and I remember we won five three, and the third goal came in the ninetieth minute. I wouldn't say you gave them a scare, and I know they went two one up, but as soon as we made subs, we blitzed them. It was more a bit of a kick up the arse. <laughs> I hope the game's like that, though. I hope it's just mental again. I just... Listen, I fucking hate football now. I just want to see exciting games. If that means we go three down and then we end up drawing three all, that'll be class. <laughs> what, a three all draw at home to air? If we come for three nil down, if we're three nil up and it ends up three all, I'll be jumping at the window. <laughs> but... And you'd keep the same team? I personally would, yeah. I wouldn't 
I wouldn't change much because I just think it worked. I don't think Irving had an especially good game. No, and but do you think he'll sign that new deal? This is something that I want to ask every week until he does because every week as it goes on, I get my fear levels increase that he won't. Nah, I've just accepted that he's not. Oh my god, don't say that. Don't break my heart nah, like that. Happening, mate. It's what do you, happening. what do you what did you make of the folks saying that he's bang average? Oh my god! <laughs> like what? It was oh. just mental. This is this is like those posts that you see on like hibs.net and you're like that's definitely a jambo that's I saw that. somebody the day I saw somebody the day say Boyce is never in the right position he's the top goal scorer in the club and league <laughs> oh dear what do you mean he's never ever in the right position he doesn't his positioning's off he doesn't do enough he's been playing of the year his position is off and that's reflected in his goal tally <laughs> like it's only it's not like he's played 17 games got 11 goals 5 assists or anything like that is it uh, I'm so done I'm so done oh dear just I, I, again I couldn't help but share that <laughs> that um, post on Twitter about the boy saying that he's heard that he's Aberdeen are like lining up a pre-contract and all this shit okay. about the so role like... and like oh god how, how can a it's 20 like year old male be dictating to the manager where he wants played I mean, Andy Irving, let's be frank, is brilliant. But it's it's as though he's trying to claim that he's bigger than Hearts. I mean, this is nonsense anyway. I'm just spouting off nonsense that I've heard to try and justify why he's not signed. Please just sign. Please. Like that stupid We Are Scottish football page that I don't think has got anything ever right. That's the one I'm referring to that I shared the... Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like... Aye, he's annoyed at Nielsen's defensive tactics, so he'll only sign us. It's like, what are they on about? Like, what? Listen, I'm going to put my cards on the table, right? I I know some people won't care about this, but I saw 25 people message me about this who are Hearts fans who listen to the podcast. There's There's a wrestling show on tonight that I'm really excited for. So my brain's going 100 mile an hour, which is why I've been a bit more all over the place with this show. But it it's meant that I'm properly just shouting out mental opinions, but I feel like none of them are as bad as Andy Irvin isn't <laughs> good. Or what that is, average. is so many Hearts fans, yeah, is that so many Hearts fans are going, he's no signing the deal, I'm just going to pretend I've never liked him. <laughs> I'll be devastated. Particularly I'll if he goes to Aberdeen. Oh my and God. And that's the thing, um, Amoruso It's at Run, uh, a fantastic page, if you don't follow already please do but I said that on Twitter I was just like I've just resigned myself and his point was I wouldn't he wouldn't be gutted if he went from a playing standpoint and I went I totally get that I think Andy Irvin is replaceable and I was in the tweet I was like potentially we've replaced him with Aaron McInef because McInef looks really good my the, the bigger issue I have with it if Irving does leave without signing is that it's another academy graduate with promise who is either left for yeah. far less than what we expect a la Hickey or nothing at all like Patterson and Nicholson and stuff like that yeah no you're bang on mate and I don't know I mean it, I was trying to think of other sort of discussion points because obviously John Suter's now back as well or back in training or mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't want him in the equation as harsh as that is to say ugh, I really, ho- I really hope that Hearts haven't rushed him as well, because it seems needless yeah, of again. Course. But absolutely, because that's the thing we're saying that even though Popescu and Berra are nightmares, we're going to be able to win this league. So there is no reason to pull him back. No, exactly. I mean, it's. Do you know? <laughs> we might have scraped past Dundee two one. We should, we could have and should have won the game by more. Yeah, I'm actually pleased to to talk about Hearts this week. How refreshing yeah. is that? We were just good. We were vi- we were re- we could have won that game like five one with or, the amount of chances that we missed. Yeah, Hard exactly. If Popescu didn't have that just fucking idiotic moment, we would have kept a clean sheet. Um, I just want to say though, by the way, I want us to have a celebratory pat on the back. What about the the prediction? It was the week that we literally went. Have we ever predicted anything right? And then we both got it right. 
absolutely phenomenal work. Fantastic. So what's your prediction for air this weekend? Oh. Can we make it two from two? Oh. Well, I'd like to think that we'll tighten up defensively and keep a clean sheet because, like I say, the, the clean sheet tally, six from 19, is not good enough for me. I'm hoping we'll make I that. I think we'll concede more than three. What? I on think th- we'll concede more than three. On Saturday? Like, because... Yeah, because we conceded three last time. I think we'll concede four and score seven. <laughs> seven four is my prediction. It's not. It's uh, not. Uh, Imagine that. Imagine how class that would be. A goal averaging every like eight nine minutes. That'd be incredible. Um, I'll say a three goal margin with that clean sheet to take it to seven out of twenty. I'll say that Hearts will win three nil. You. Interesting. Hopefully, I'd, to be honest, I'd be more chuffed with a clean sheet rather than us scoring three. <laughs> you want like a one 0 ninetieth minute falling over, and you're absolutely buzzing because we get a clean sheet. <laughs> there was me more than a couple of weeks ago who were only scraping past one 0 I'd bite your hand off for one 0 at this rate. This is what I said to you. I said this to you the other week. I was like, "You're so hot and cold about what you want." No, for this because team. when because we start got... scoring loads. <laughs> But I've got no qualms offensively. I just think we're a That's car crash at the back. You've been having qualms recently because you've been like, how are we only no, scoring one? But look at the weekend with two up top. It's amazing what you do when you've got somebody else up there. It's not like I've been crying out for months for us to sign a target man to partner Liam Boyce and then we finally do it and we look so much more convincing like Saturday. In fairness though... He's not playing as a target no. man. <laughs> he's, play, he's playing as a winger. <laughs> he's playing as a nippy winger. Uh, this this dive is all the tosh, isn't it? It's a 4-3-3. Gary McKay-Stevens <laughs> drifting over to the left. Big Nando's drifting out on the right. And we've got Boyce in the middle. Brilliant. I swear there was times where Boyce and Nandoville were left and right wing and GMS was through the middle. <laughs> Honestly, what a buzz. So what, what are you saying for your prediction? Now. 2-0 I'm going 2-0 air shut up no you're not <laughs> no I'm going 2-0 clean sheet yes we I'm both said that we'll but keep a clean sheet a... yeah I know what if listen this is the streak the streak is going to start we're going to start getting... because we're going to count it that as long as one of us gets it right the streak continues I, I cannot wait for Luke McCowan to open the scoring inside 5 minutes how dare you don't you dare jinx us. That's, However, though, that's this, is, this is a genuine question. Uh huh. Go on. Genuine question. Say he does score within five minutes, right? <laughs> that counts. <laughs> no. no. This is the David. I was going to say, and then we go on to win like 5 1. Would you be happier with that than a 3 0? Depends on the state of the goal. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, it does. If it's an absolute worldie <laughs> from outside the box, I'll just be like, cool. But if it's some, you know, some dodgy back pass and he's like rushed into intercept and he slots past the on-rushing Craig Gordon, then I'll be angry. No, Despite, see if well, we win 5-1. <laughs> and he scores right? from a dodgy no, back pass. I'd, <laughs> I'd come I'd back to me del- next I'd, week. <laughs> if we win 5-1... And their goal is Popescu turning around and shooting into our own net. I'll take it because it's five one. I don't know. I don't mean that in the sense of that sounds like I'm like yes, it's the Hib score. I mean we can win four one or six one. I just mean like if we win very comfortably, even with a stupid goal, I'll be chuffed. I'd like to see a barrel load of goals. I feel like we've. I feel like we're on the verge of doing somebody proper. Yeah, we've not mean. we've not had it in a while. Do you see where I'm coming from? It feels like yeah. feels like we've got one in the system that we're like ready to unleash. And to be honest, I'd rather we kept it for I don't know Queens or Alloa at home. Yeah, I know what you mean. That was that was a lovely moment. Uh, did you see that tweet from a guy where it was like um, a few weeks ago or a month ago or something like that? He had a legends thing or a hospitality thing through kickback, and Gary Locke was on it. Yes, and uh, when they beat us at when Dundee beat us at uh, Dens, James McPake apparently shouted, "Where's your bottle now?" Well, it makes me so happy 
to announce that James McPake is. Ju- Did you see James McPake has never beaten us as a player and only ever beat us once as a manager? Yeah, I heard Laurie say that on Saturday, so that is that is very How shit pleasing is indeed. He? How shit is he as a man? I get it round you, James McPake. Exactly. What a final message to have. Absolutely get it fucking up you. James McPake, Charlie Adam, Jason Cummings, John Nelms, Gordon Strachan. Jordan Forster. Fuck off. Yep. Exactly. Round the Jordan here. McGee. Fuck off. Oh, Jack Hamilton. Just is Fuck off. Paul McGowan. And your shit hair. Anyway... Thank you very much for listening. We are at Perth to Paisley on all the social media platforms. You can also get us on YouTube if you want to just look at a still image from the game. Please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Massively, massively helps. We will be back next week to discuss a whole bunch of stuff. But Adam, in the meantime, where can people get you on social media? They can get me on social media at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? I am at McIver the Mark. Please all enjoy your week. Happy Mother's Day to Janie Kennedy, and we'll see you next time. What the JTs?